What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Dr. Gina, and this is Prime Time. Now, as I told you last night via Twitter, I spoke to the president by phone after last night's show. But before I tell you about that, let's watch a little bit of his farewell address that was just released by the White House. Watch. As I think back on the past four years, one image rises in my mind above all others. Whenever I traveled all along the motorcade route, there were thousands and thousands of people. They came out with their families so that they could stand as we passed and proudly wave our great American flag. It never failed to deeply move me. I knew that they did not just come out to show their support of me. They came out to show me their support and love for our country. This is a republic of proud citizens who are united by our common conviction that America is the greatest nation in all of history. We are and must always be a land of hope, of light, and of glory to all the world. This is the precious inheritance that we must safeguard at every single turn. For the past four years, I have worked to do just that. From a great hall of Muslim leaders in Riyadh to a great square of Polish people in Warsaw, from the floor of the Korean Assembly to the podium at the United Nations General Assembly, and from the forbidden city in Beijing to the shadow of Mount Rushmore, I fought for you, I fought for your family, I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for, and that is safe, strong, proud, and free. Now, as I prepare to hand power over to a new administration at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of country, then there is nothing that this nation cannot achieve. Our communities will flourish. Our people will be prosperous. Our traditions will be cherished, our faith will be strong, and our future will be brighter than ever before. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart, an optimistic spirit, and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. 
And that was part of the president's farewell address. And there are a lot of patriots who are already lined up on the road, I can assure you, between Palm Beach Airport and Mar-a-Lago, waiting to greet him tomorrow. And don't forget, we will be there with our cameras as well. But back to my phone call with the president. I don't like to reveal the exact conversation. I try to always keep those things private. But I can tell you that he wanted to know the same thing he always asked me. He wants to know how you are doing. He wants to know how you were feeling. And he asked again, just as he always does, what people out there are saying. And I let him know the concerns that so many of you have conveyed to me about the future of our elections and the future of our country. I let him know that many of you are really upset about the election results and that most of you don't trust the results and that even a lot of Democrats don't trust the results. But that isn't news. You can read that in the polls. That's revealed in every poll done after the election. Most Republicans and some Democrats don't trust the election results. I also sent him an NBC poll that I found today uh, that said that his popularity among Republicans is still just as high as it's ever been. The president will fly here to Palm Beach tomorrow morning on Air Force One and uh, will be there when he lands, as I mentioned, and we'll have cameras there. So be watching for that on RAV TV, just as I know you will. Now, over on Twitter, there's some disturbing tweets being shared. One video last night went viral on Twitter. This is from author Don Winslow. Watch this. On or before January 20th, Donald Trump will no longer be the commander-in-chief. He will lose control of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Special Forces, and America's nuclear arsenal. On January 20th, Donald Trump will become the commander-in-chief of a different army. This army. The greatest threat facing America today comes from within. Radical extreme conservatives, also known as domestic terrorists. They are hidden among us, disguised behind regular jobs. They are your children's teachers. They work at supermarkets, malls, doctor's offices, and many are police officers and soldiers. For more than a decade, Donald Trump has spoken directly to white supremacists in their language. Build that wall! Build that wall! Build that wall! Pocahontas, is it offensive? Oh, oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. In the middle of a presidential debate, Donald Trump was asked to disavow white supremacy. He refused. Instead, he told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. They heard their leader. They even responded to him on Twitter, promising to stand by. And on January 6, 2021, Trump greenlit them. They suited up. They flew in. They took hotel rooms. They loaded their weapons, prepared their bombs. And they attacked with the intention of killing Nancy Pelosi and hanging Vice President Mike Pence. They were vocally saying, where's the speaker? We know she has staff. They're here someplace. We're going to find them. In the years ahead, Trump will lead his army of domestic terrorists. He will encourage and incite violence. He will play the role of arsonist and fireman. He will start a civil war and then say things were more peaceful when he was president. We have to fight back. In this new war, the battlefield has changes. Computers can be more valuable than guns. And this is what we need now more than ever, an army of citizen detectives. I'm proposing we form a citizen army. Our weapons will be computers and cell phones. We, who are monitoring extremists on the internet and reporting their findings to authorities. Remember, before the Navy SEALs killed Osama bin Laden, he had to be found. He was found by a CIA analyst working on a computer thousands of miles away. It's up to you. Wow. 
so misleading and intentionally misleading. The gist of that video is that Trump is somehow like bin Laden, uh, that his supporters are like Al-Qaeda, and that these right-wing extremists are all around us and must be hunted down and exposed by snooping, spying, and snitching. We're going to talk more about that later on in the show. And just when you thought that a few elected Republicans would still stick by President Trump, Mitch McConnell said this today on the floor of the U.S. Senate. The mob was fed lies. They were provoked by the president and other powerful people. And they tried to use fear and violence to stop a specific proceeding of the first branch of the federal government, which they did not like. But we pressed on. We stood together and said an angry mob would not get veto power over the rule of law in our nation. I guess Mitch McConnell was okay with the president while his uh, wife served in his cabinet as transportation secretary. Remember that? But now that Trump is an outgoing president, how convenient. McConnell doesn't need him anymore, it seems. Well, there's more on all of this coming up here on Dr. Gina Primetime. But first, let's go around the country to our hosts and correspondents on the ground. First to Carrie Sheffield in Washington, D.C. Carrie, what do you have for us today? Hey there, Dr. Gina. I want to give you the latest on what we're seeing from the Biden plan. This is the $1.9 trillion stimulus plan that Biden has proposed. Now, ostensibly, this would be to help with the coronavirus, but only $70 billion, a very tiny percentage of that $1.9 trillion, would go directly to coronavirus issues like vaccine testing and distribution and things like that. The vast majority, critics say, is that the money would go to issues that they call a democratic social wish list. And Senator Bernie Sanders himself has said that Biden's plan is just a first installment. The issue here also for many people is that Biden himself has said that within the relief plan here, he wants to prioritize black, Latino, Asian and Native American owned small businesses, women owned businesses uh, to get money in order to open and rebuild. So this it raises a lot of questions about the constitutionality of it and whether, you know, the Constitution says you should apply the law equally. Doesn't matter your gender, doesn't matter your race. And Joe Biden is saying, no, actually, we shouldn't be colorblind. We shouldn't be gender blind. We need to be very specific. Now, look, we do know that minority communities have been disproportionately hit by the coronavirus, but focusing on people who have been hit as opposed to focusing on a specific race is a very different argument. It's a different criteria. We'll be reporting on all of this. Back to you, Dr. Gina. And only one day after Dr. Martin Luther King Day, he'd be rolling over in his grave. Thank you so much, Carrie. Now over to Jessica Rivera in Denver, Colorado, at our Real America's Voice headquarters. Jessica, what do you have for us today? Well, Dr. Gina, late yesterday, President Trump announced a proclamation that would lift his travel ban from Europe and Brazil due to the pandemic. The change was to take place beginning January 26th when Joe Biden would be president. But no sooner than President Trump made the announcement, Biden announced that the ban will be reinstated by way of his White House press secretary who tweeted, with the pandemic worsening and more contagious variants emerging around the world, this is not the time to be lifting restrictions on international travel. On the advice of our medical team, the administration does not intend to lift these restrictions on 126. In fact, 
We plan to strengthen public health measures around international travel in order for further to for, further mitigate the spread of COVID-19. Still, many find it odd considering this is what Biden had to say in March about the ban and about President Trump. We will lead by science. The World Health Organization now has officially officially declared COVID-19 a pandemic. Downplaying it, being overly dismissive, or spreading misinformation is only going to hurt us and further advantage the spread of the disease. But neither should we panic or fall back on xenophobia. Labeling COVID-19 a foreign virus does not displace accountability for the misjudgments that have been taken thus far by the Trump administration. Banning all travel from Europe or any other part of the world may slow it, but as we've seen, it will not stop it. So Dr. Gina, in March, Biden said the ban would only slow the transmission of COVID-19, not stop it. He also said President Trump was overreacting acting, and that the ban was xenophobic. So why not agree to lift the ban? If only uh, we can try and figure that out, that Biden uh, is, he must be overreacting and that he must be xenophobic. But Dr. Gina, I'm pretty sure once he's in office, he'll have a better explanation for the rest of us. <laughs> well, we'll have to see about that, Jessica. Seems like there are already some inconsistencies. We'll just have to try to sort out as we uh, snoop for the truth in all of this commotion uh, during this whole transition. Thank you so much for being with us tonight from Colorado. You're welcome. All right, now over to the Fast File reporter at Just the News, Alec Nitzberg joins us now. Alex, uh, you've been working on some stories today, including an update about Parler. Go ahead, Alex. Hey, Dr. Lam, thanks for having me on. So actually, I would direct people to our website, Just the News, where our editor-in-chief, John Solomon, has just recently interviewed the policy, I forget the title, he's like policy officer at Parler, so you should check that out. But also, yeah, Parler recently got booted, as people know, from Google Play, from Apple, and also they their Amazon Web Services basically booted them from using their services, so they actually got kicked, like their website basically got kicked off the internet for a while, but it's, it's recently sort of reappeared. The platform is still not working currently, like you can't get on there and use it the way you would have before. Parler's working to get that fixed as soon as they can. But their website, if you go to it, there's something there now. So there's, it's showing signs of life, and they're promising that it will revive soon. And also, I just want to note, you know, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I tried last night, and I couldn't get it. A lot of the sites are just acting weird. Uh, my go-to site now is Clout Hub, and e even that one was doing something weird last night. But it, so it could have just been my internet, who knows. But I couldn't pull Parler up at all. Anyway, go ahead. Well, the, the chief policy officer during the interview with John Solomon mentioned that people can download the app, not necessarily on Google, even though it's not on Google Play, you can still get the app on your phone somehow. Now, granted, if you get it right now, it's not going to do you any good because the Parler platform is down. But that's something, and she also mentioned on the podcast that uh, even though Apple booted them from the store, it's possible that they could get back in at some point. So she made it sound like the CEO of Apple, Tim Cook, has made it sound as though there is a, they might be able to get back in. So they might not be gone from there forever. But first, they have to get their platform running again. All right. Also this week in Washington, D.C., this will be the most untraditional inauguration ever, Alex. Uh, what can you tell us about what's happening there? Well, as everyone knows, today is the final full day of President Trump's term in office. And then the country is going to embark on a new era with Biden getting sworn in tomorrow. 
We're going to have the very first female vice president ever in Kamala Harris. And it's been an eventful four years, to say the least. And even like the last couple of weeks has been pretty crazy. The president has been completely kicked off of Twitter. Uh, he's been impeached for the second time, becoming the first president ever to have the House impeach him twice. Of course, the first time the Senate did not convict him. The second time now we've got, even though Trump is leaving office, we have this very unusual situation uh, where the president could actually face a trial in the Senate potentially after he's gone, which is very odd. And there's debate over you know, whether that's even feasible or really constitutional. But that's something. So even though the president is leaving, he might still be you know, possibly having this impeachment, this weird impeachment trial in the Senate after the fact. Of course, when the impeachment happened, it was like very, very soon before Biden was slated to leave office. And even 10 House Republicans joined with a bunch of Democrats in voting to support that impeachment. So I don't think things are going to keep happening. Even it'll be interesting to see what happens. And a lot of our folks in our Washington, D.C. Bureau are coming to us from various satellite offices because uh, it's, it's very hard to move around in that town right now, uh, isn't it, Alex? Well, thankfully, I'm not there. I'm in Florida. But, yeah, I mean, I can imagine that it's a mess with, with thousands and thousands of troops and everything that's going on in order to, uh, you know, keep the situation safe and everything. It's, it, it, I've, yeah, I I've see you're putting up footage right now. Yeah, it's got to be a mess. Yes, I remember when I was there before the National Guard got there and you couldn't get a car to go anywhere. You had to walk for miles just to even hope to get some sort of ride share. Uh, it was it was most insane before before the troops got there and started asking uh, so many questions. And so I can't even imagine what it's like. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, Alex, and for keeping us up to date on all of the new just the new stuff coming in. Thank you. Coming up, the National Guard in D.C., as I mentioned to uh they say to protect the new president and the inauguration attendees, however few of them there are, but the National Guard is under attack by the left now. Governor Eric Greitens coming up next, so you're going to want to hear what he has to say about that as a former Navy SEAL. So stick around. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you right after this. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. 25,000 National Guard troops are in Washington, D.C. ahead of the inauguration, but those patriots who chose to serve our country are being subjected to purity tests and social media checks, and now a dozen members of the Guard have been sent home after investigators say they found that those soldiers are linked to right-wing groups and cannot be trusted to serve out their oath to defend the Constitution. Here with me now to discuss former Missouri governor and Navy SEAL and the host of Actionable Intelligence right here on Real America's Voice every single day, Governor Greitens. Good to see you. Governor, what do you think of these background checks being done on our National Guard troops? And do we know what particular group they've been linked to? Well, uh, first of all, Dr. Gina, I mean, let's just remind all of your viewers that 
every single person who joins the United States military, they raise their right hand and they take an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. And I can tell you, serving as a Navy SEAL, I served in Iraq, in Afghanistan, in Southeast Asia, in the Horn of Africa, in all of those cases, not once, not a single time before a single mission, did I turn to the person to my left or to my right and say, hey, I need to know if you're a Republican or a Democrat. What we yeah. used to do is we kept politics out of the military. It should stay out of the military. And we need to remember that members of the military are citizens. They have the right to have personal opinions. They have the right to put things up on social media, saying that they support President Biden or saying that they support President Trump. There are certain rules you're not supposed to show up in uniform to a political rally because the military itself is non-political, but you have the right to free expression and to freedom of speech when you're in the military. So I'm really worried by what I'm hearing. Obviously, we need to find out more details on exactly what's happening in terms of these investigations into soldiers simply for what it sounds like are their own personal political beliefs. We've watched the purge of conservative thought from social media. Are we witnessing the purge of conservatives from the military too? You know, it, it could be. We obviously, we need to find out more details. I think that some hard questions need to be asked of uh, folks at the Department of Defense to find out exactly what they're doing. What are they looking for? Are they looking to simply get rid of people because of their political beliefs? If so, it is absolutely anti-American and it runs exactly counter to the very values that all of these men and women sign up and pledge their lives to support and to defend. You know, Gina, I grew up in a country where we believed that everyone had the right to freedom of speech and we would often say, you know, I might not agree with what you say, but I will fight to the death to support your right to say it. We held a value that we should have honest debates. We recognized that people would disagree. We recognized that people came from different backgrounds, different experiences, different perspectives, but we thought that we could live in a republic where we would have free citizens who could engage in free debate based on the facts, but unfortunately what we're seeing is big tech and a lot of corporations are now punishing people because they aren't holding what they deem to be politically correct views, and that's really a scary development in our country. Governor, I want to watch this clip from CNN where Democrat Congressman Steve Cohen smeared our National Guard troops. Take a look. Based on what you've seen, what is your level of concern of an insider threat? Well, it certainly raises warning. I was reading about this on the on my Twitter account, I guess, and people were reminding people of Anwar Sadat and Indira Gandhi, who were killed by her own their own people. You know, I was thinking the guard is ninety some odd percent, I believe, male. Uh, only about twenty percent of white males voted for Biden. You got to figure that in the guard, which is predominantly more conservative, and I see that on my social media, and we know it. They're probably not more than 25% of the people that are there protecting us who voted for Biden. The other 75% are in the class that would be uh, the, the large class of folks who might want to uh, uh, do something. Your reaction? 
Yeah, Dr. Gina, that is a disgusting smear against men and women in uniform. I can tell you as governor, one of the honors of my life was to serve as commander in chief of the Missouri National Guard. And those men and women, they go out there to do hard jobs, not on behalf of any political person. They do it for their fellow citizens. They do it because they're patriotic Americans and they're willing to sign up to serve the commander in chief, whether that commander in chief is a Republican or a Democrat, because they know that at the end of the day, they are serving the American people. And to watch leftists turn and start to attack and smear the American military, it's just really disturbing. Governor, you know, we've watched the last four years while um, basically it seemed as if the goal of media was to eradicate Donald Trump and his supporters from office and from really political activism whatsoever. Um, how will your show, Actionable Intelligence, handle this incoming administration? Well, look, we're going to handle it the same way we've handled everything up till now, is that we're going to bring people facts. We're going to bring them stories. We're going to bring them insights, because I still believe that this is the greatest republic that has ever existed in the history of the world, and that greatness is rooted in the freedom of our citizens and our ability as free citizens to make decisions when we're given the facts. And I think that one of the things that Real America's Voice has to continue to do, that just the news has to continue to do, is to courageously bring those facts that the mainstream media so often is willing to, or actually goes out of their way to suppress. We've seen it now with Twitter, with Facebook, with these social media and big tech giants actually attacking people who they disagree with. But what we need to do is make sure that we create a place where people can actually hear the insights, the perspectives from people who are out there on the front lines, because I still believe that this is the greatest country that's ever existed in the history of the world. And I believe that if we trust in the good common sense and courage of the American people, we can also revive the republic. And hopefully our show can help to play a role in, in making that happen. All right. Well, Governor Eric Greitens, it is always a pleasure to have you with us. And it was great being on your sh show today as well. Thanks for being Thank here. You bet, Dr. G. Coming up, the cancel culture is now coming after our friend, the My Pillow guy. We're going to tell you about that coming up. Stay with us back in a moment. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Prime Time. We continue our cancel culture series. The censors are now coming for 
the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Lindell announced today that Kohl's, Bed Bath and Beyond, and Wayfair are dropping their My Pillow products, and I'm sure that has nothing at all to do with his support for the president, right? Here to discuss radio talk show host Andrea K. Andrea, great to see you. Andrea, you know he's a big target, but if they cancel him. Uh, they just move on to become the next target. And, uh, you know, they're going to keep moving on to find new targets and new businesses to cancel until eventually they get down to everybody, right? So what can patriots do? Well, I think what patriots can do in this case is follow the same blueprint that happened when Goya Foods was targeted. Remember, uh, what did we patriots do then? We we found a newfound love for refried beans, right? And we hit to the stores <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we bought up as many cans of Goya and different products from Goya as we could. And they ended up making AOC employee of the month. And so what we need to do is everybody needs to go online and start ordering as many my pillows as possible. If you have bought one for yourself in a while, buy a couple for yourself, buy one for all of your families, and let's make his profits go up. Because the MAGA movement has power. And they should know this. They should have learned from Goya. They should have learned from a certain uh, news outlet that got spanked because they dared to spit in the faces of Trump supporters. And now they're trying to scramble because they've lost at least 40% of their viewership. So I predict that this works out to Mike Lindell's favor. And then maybe maybe this will stop this trend because if they have one more failure with it, they might think twice. You know, it's funny you mention that. I have a lot of these uh, Mike Lindell cutouts at my house. And, uh, you know, my kids love to, like, scare me to death with these things by, like, putting them in windows and things <laughs> when I'm least expecting it. But, you know, there might just be a use for those right now. You could just put it in your car or something when you're driving down the road. They actually showed up. I'll have to send you this. Maybe we'll actually have to post this on my show at some point. They actually showed up in my family portrait this year. Mike Lindell showed up in my family portrait, the cutout of Mike Lindell. So, so you know, these things have uh, been sort of a nuisance to me, but uh, we might just have to find good use for them. I think that's a good idea. And, you know, um, back in the day when John Mackey stood up against Obamacare, and I was a Tea Party type person, just a patriot out there, um, I said, let's start this thing called a boycott. And, uh, and so uh, we may just have to boycott the, uh, the MyPillow uh, company because Mike Lindell has been, a, has been a patriot. You know, it doesn't mean that he's right about everything. You know, I interviewed him and he said he was sure that Donald Trump was going to stay in office, that it was going to happen, he was going to win. So it doesn't mean that he's been right about everything, but you know, that's, that's the essence of America. We're supposed to be able to have an opinion and be right or wrong and think what we want to think and express it. And then, uh, and then, you know, sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong, but that's supposed to be what America is all about. Um, you know, his loyalty and his friendship with the president is evident, and, uh, and the loyalty and friendship are sort of sparse these days, whether it's uh, Democrats or Republicans. So I think that people would want more of that, not less. Andrea, I want to ask you about this disturbing video from Don Winslow, posted on Twitter the other night. Watch. On or before January 20th, Donald Trump will no longer be the commander-in-chief. He will lose control of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Special Forces, and America's nuclear arsenal. On January 20th, Donald Trump will become the commander-in-chief of a different army. This army. The greatest threat facing America today comes from within. Radical extreme conservatives, also known as domestic terrorists. They are hidden among us, disguised behind regular jobs, 
They are your children's teachers. They work at supermarkets, malls, doctor's offices, and many are police officers and soldiers. For more than a decade, Donald Trump has spoken directly to white supremacists in their language. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Pocahontas, is it offensive? Oh, oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. In the middle of a presidential debate, Donald Trump was asked to disavow white supremacy. He refused. Instead, he told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. Proud Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. They heard their leader. They even responded to him on Twitter, promising to stand by. And on January 6, 2021, Trump greenlit them. They suited up, they flew in, they took hotel rooms, they loaded their weapons, prepared their bombs, and they attacked with the intention of killing Nancy Pelosi and hanging Vice President Mike Pence. They were vocally saying, where's the speaker? We know she has staff, they're here someplace, we're going to find them. In the years ahead, Trump will lead his army of domestic terrorists. He will encourage and incite violence. He will play the role of arsonist and fireman. He will start a civil war and then say things were more peaceful when he was president. We have to fight back. In this new war, the battlefield has changes. Computers can be more valuable than guns. And this is what we need now more than ever, an army of citizen detectives. I'm proposing we form a citizen army. Our weapons will be computers and cell phones. We, who are monitoring extremists on the internet and reporting their findings to authorities. Remember, before the Navy SEALs killed Osama bin Laden, he had to be found. He was found by a CIA analyst working on a computer thousands of miles away. It's up to you. Uh, Andrea, I'm just going to let you comment on this because I think uh, it, 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 the lies spewed just, I, I just want to start correcting them. I'm going to let you do it instead since you're the guest. Well, wow, you know, um, my first response actually was I was going to throw it to you because I'm not the PhD. I'm not the psychologist. You are. You're the doctor. And I'm, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, is it not? Is it just me or is the Democrat Party just experts at, at projection at, at being guilty of absolutely everything that they accuse? Trump supporters and conservatives of being has it not been then for seven months just this year not even going back years for seven months that they incited violence and enacted violence and reigned terror across this country for seven months they actually did an insurrection with a a Capitol Hill autonomous zone in this country 150 federal buildings burned or, or destroyed 700 police officers hurt I could go on and on and on and now you know they're using propaganda and lies to actually accuse Trump of leading an army of domestic terrorists as they're now proposing that they amass an army of spies to go around and identify innocent Americans who've done nothing but support a a president and actually attend a rally as terrorists to hand us over to the state for persecution. It's shocking and to to my core, but I gotta tell you what makes me even more angry, Dr. Gina. It's that the Republican Party has done nothing to stop this. In fact, they've encouraged Mm. it, they've enabled it, and they've cooperated with labeling all Trump supporters as domestic terrorists who deserve to be punished. And and if you need evidence of me saying that, just listen to to, uh, Mitch McConnell today in his speech at the Senate. Yeah, yeah. 
shame on him. Shame on Mitch McConnell. Because you're right, you know, if, if anybody wanted to have a, sh a shred of credibility in this entire conversation, they would at least distinguish that 99.9% of people who support Donald Trump had absolutely nothing to do with whatever it was that happened. Um, we don't know that there were any actual Trump supporters that had anything. To, I haven't seen evidence of that. But we do know that most Trump supporters and, and even most people who were at that rally uh, a week or so ago uh, had nothing to do with it. So you're absolutely right. And certainly when they show the stands of people at Trump rallies uh, to, to patently accuse all of all of them, as if that, as if to be a Trump supporter is to be a domestic terrorist or an insurgent or all of the rest of the words they come up with, while they stood silently by, for the most part, including Mitch McConnell, as they burned and looted and murdered in our streets, mm -hmm. um, is 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 reprehensible and frankly murderous. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, I remember um, that when Washington, D.C. was burning down, what was the response by both parties? They allowed uh, Black Lives Matter to be painted on a street. Now it's called Black Lives Matter Square. It's like it's 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 insane that anybody would buy into the notion that Trump supporters are the ones that are violent, that Trump supporters are the ones behind an insurrection. Uh, but we have to remember that this was never about Trump. This has always been about for four years now. This has been about um, and Trump has said it well himself. He says, they don't hate me. They hate you, Trump supporters. Yep. And they are outraged. The left is the Democrat Party and the Republican establishment are outraged that President Trump had 75 million voters that after four years of all the false accusations, the coup attempts, the Mueller investigation, the Ukrainian whistleblower, that he ended up with 10 million more votes than he got in 2016. More minorities, more women, more, more, more of every category and actually ushered in a red wave. And they are really angry. And now they're just desperate to try to do anything that they can to stop this MAGA movement. But we're here to say that we're here to stay. Yeah, and it's interesting, Andrea. You know, I even saw an article written about um, addressing that there had been so many minorities at that at that Capitol event that everyone likes to talk about as the insurrection, um, that there had been so many minorities that it was disturbing uh, because apparently minorities are now white supremacist insurrectionists. I literally saw an article written about this. I don't know if you saw it, but I thought to myself, so now, it, so now wait, the, the minorities are now white supremacists. This is really, you got to go some when you're really trying to make that assertion that's that's a really interesting one but there are there are outlets trying to make that assertion because when you took a photograph of the folks that were there you realized that most of the faces were not white and that is something that they were having to answer to so they had to had to start calling them um, you know multiracial white supremacists it's it's really getting interesting out there um, but anyway um, you know Andrea here's the thing they are trying to direct their um, their followers, um, who some might say act in, in an occult-like way, uh, especially because in many people's opinion, if you're going to follow the failed policies of communism, that takes rather an occult-like attitude um, to investigate, to snoop, to, to snitch, rather, I'll get this out, uh, <laughs> on, um, you know, innocent people. And they're even pointing out, these are doctors, these are Olympic gold medalists, these are, these are teachers in your kids' schools. And they're saying, you should be using your phones and your computers mm -hmm. to snitch and spy on these folks. Unbelievable. 
Yeah, it is. And what I would like to see is somebody ask in the Republican Party, please step up and ask these people, call this out and ask them, okay, after they snitch, first of all, on what criteria are they snitching? Jack Posobiec uh, tweeted out today that he's here having sources saying that what they're doing, where they're looking right now, uh, at least the FBI is, they're looking at Turning Point USA, they're looking at NRA, and one other group as, as where they're starting to look uh, for potential extremists. And this comes on the heels of yesterday me hearing that they were also looking at calling this a Christian insurrection, because there's a whole lot of crazy Christians yes. that were there. So, you know, they're... You know, they haven't really identified how how they're defining extremism, but it sure seems as though uh, those of us that, what was it Barack Obama said, those clinging to our our guns and God, and that's uh, who they're coming after, but they don't really specify what they want done to us. Is it just to cancel us, just to have us unable to get a job and fly on an airplane, or are they serious when they're talking about uh, indoctrination camps, like the head of the legal department from PBS caught on video saying that Trump children should be put in camps? I'm not really sure where this ends. But, it, you know, the Democrats are not going to stop until they have us completely silenced and suppressed and oppressed. And somebody needs to be. I'm glad you're doing a segment on it because I'm not hearing anybody else really talking about this and where this is going. Well, it is scary to think where it's going mm-hmm. and, and where it ends. Um, I think it's one of the scariest things. And when uh, when you feel like your vote doesn't count and when you feel like your, your voice doesn't count and when you feel like your platforms are canceled and when your affiliations, um, you're in the National Guard, you serve your country, and your affiliations can be considered right-wing extremists because you went to church or you, uh, you know, became an influencer with Turning Point or something, uh, you know, it, it makes you feel a little backed in a corner. So you just wonder, and I keep asking this on Twitter, and I'll keep asking it, uh, what is the civil recourse the Patriots have? So anyway, Andrea, we appreciate you being out there asking these same questions and uh, being on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Coming up, soon-to-be President Joe Biden says it's dangerous to open travel to Europe, but he believes the southern border should be wide open. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you in just a moment. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Gina Prime Time. Now, soon to be President Biden says travel to Europe is dangerous because of the COVID pandemic. Over at Just the News, the headline reads Biden to block the Trump plan to ease European Brazil COVID travel restrictions. But one of the first items on his to do list is to give illegal immigrants a path to citizenship. And caravans of countless immigrants are looking to pour across our border. I wonder if the Biden administration will have a plan for the COVID outbreak that will happen as illegals pour across the border. Here to discuss our West Coast correspondent, Amanda Head. 
Amanda, you happen to be in Washington, D.C. today, but you are usually in Southern California, the land of illegal immigration. And as you know, I lived there for a long period of my life. And, uh, you know, I remember having to go into hospitals there where in California, I lived on the border, you were always quarantined because there were always unrecognized diseases coming across the border during the Obama administration when I lived there. Um, do you think the Biden administration is going to set up testing centers for new COVID strains and all of the other diseases that came across the border, came across the border during the uh, Obama administration that were unrecognizable and have essentially ended under the Trump administration? <laughs> Gina, th first of all, thank you for having me on. Um, I hate to laugh about this because it's not a laughing matter, but it's going to be a freaking joy to see Californians who, and, and Los Angeles who are up in arms about the, the cases. Oh my gosh, though the cases, the cases. Worried about the case spikes when Joe Biden provides amnesty for 11 million illegal immigrants. Of course, many of them are going to come into California. Then there's going to be another spike. Now, who knows if they're actually gonna talk about it and publicize it and make that known to Californians. But I'm just going to sit back and I'm just going to have to watch the reaction and I will take notes and report them back to you, of course, of how they reacted to the to the cases spiking as a result of illegal immigration and not, you know, from what's happening right now, which is just a natural upward curve, apparently. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we'll just be uh, keeping track of that hypocrisy again. Amanda, uh, you're in D.C., as I said, right now for the inauguration, and that happens to be the subject of our meme of the day. So let's check it out. We see the Ghostbusters pictured there, and it says, Breaking, Ghostbusters have been deployed to Washington, D.C. in case all the dead people who voted for Biden become violent. Amanda, did you spot the Ghostbusters out there? But more importantly, has anyone checked to see if any of the Ghostbusters were accidental Trump supporters? Because I'm sure some Trump supporters died somewhere along the way. I don't know if they voted. I yeah, I saw this meme earlier. It is so stinking great. Yeah, I think we also need to check the graveyards around here to see if any bodies have, have been exhumed that voted for Joe Biden. Um, what's sad about this, though, is that folks on the left are going to see this meme. Now, I will say that the right has the lock on the meme championship. Our side is just absolutely <laughs> flawless when it comes to executing humor via memes and gifs. Uh, but folks on the left, there are still so many people who think that Democrat voters, Democrat dead voters is a myth. And I'm glad that we can kind of make jokes about it now because maybe once we bring humor into the scenario, then maybe they will actually open up their mind and realize, okay, there is a whole lot of truth to this, especially on November 3rd. Well, actually, Amanda, you're one of the best at that. I love that about you. Uh, Amanda, I want to ask you about what you think will change in the residential quarters of the White House as the Trumps move out and the Bidens move in. You know, he's used to subsisting in a basement. Yeah, yeah I know. So, so you have the wing of the White House uh, that is the residential area where Joe Biden and Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, whatever, uh, will reside. So I, I actually comprised a list of some things that are going to uh, change at the residential wing. So I hope that the staff there is prepared. Um, the thermostat is now going to be locked on 82 degrees. We've got to keep it at a comfortable climate for Joe Biden. Uh, there will be an endless supply of Werther's in the candy dish on the Resolute desk. Dinner breaks will now be at 4 p.m. so that Joe Biden has time to make it to the Blue Plate Special, where, of course, he will demand a booth. 
there will also be a full supply of jello and prune juice in the executive kitchen. Uh, that's not a stock of hand towels in the bathroom because we know that Democrats are big time leakers. Uh, also in the executive bathroom, that's not Neosporin. Uh, the shower is currently being fitted with a chair and non-slip mats. And last but not least, Norman Rockwell will be banned from the White House because Norm ain't woke. But just like Joe Biden's Democrat comrade in Tennessee, Harold Ford, a portrait of Chairman Mao is a-okay. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Amanda. Always enjoy your humor. And thank you, as always, for being with us. Um, and I appreciate you. Now, before we go, I want to share just a little bit more about my call with the president. I think what strikes me the most, I was on Eric Greitens' show, Actionable Intelligence, a little bit earlier. And, you know, one of the things that I thought about uh, before I was coming on is how much I want to tell folks about a phone call with the president, you know, I, I'm usually very protective of private conversations with any of the first family. I feel like they are owed privacy. And, you know, but what struck me is never once in any of my conversations with the president has he ever asked me, now be sure you don't say anything about this. Don't repeat if I'm going to tell you this. Um, he has always started out asking about me, asking about uh, what I'm hearing from my friends. He always wants to hear what I'm hearing from flyover land, what I'm hearing about, uh, you know, from people in the Midwest and the South where he knows that I, that I really like to listen and I have a huge heart for populations there. Uh, so that was exactly what he asked me first thing when I spoke with him last evening after the show. I just got a wild hair to call him and just to tell him, I know your last day is happening and uh, I know, uh, you know, I want you to know that I happen to know of a lot of patriots from this area that are uh, gearing up. They're already gearing up. Uh, some were on, out there on my way to work today, as a matter of fact, uh, to greet you and you're going to have a great greeting and uh, you're moving forward as uh, the leader of the MAGA movement and you'll be here doing that and a lot of people are really excited about that. So I wanted to sort of give him that vision. You know, I always think in terms of of moving forward and progression and uh, so I wanted to give him that vision and that's why I called him but uh, he wanted to hear what I was hearing from you as he always does and didn't ask me to keep anything a secret even though I do keep most of what he ever says a secret and I want to thank you for joining me tonight and thank you to everyone here at your new home for real news we'll keep giving it to you here at Real America's Voice live from Studio 6B up next hug your children love your God we live to fight another day you go boldly now and live the truth